Good evening. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us um, again tonight for our time of ministering the Word of God and our Bible study. Ooh, the Lord is so good. He's so good. He's so good. Are you excited? I am so excited. We're almost at the end of this glorious year, almost at the end of this glorious series of lessons that we have been on for several months now. But most importantly, um, just meditating on the goodness of our Father. Oh, oh, it's difficult for me to contain it. How loving, how kind, how faithful our God has been. Whew. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Can you take a moment and just bless the name of the Lord? Just go ahead and lift him up and adore him. Father, we thank you. Lord, we magnify your holy name. We lift you up and adore you. Oh, Lord, with everything within us, we bless your name tonight. We thank you. We thank you. Father, you are so faithful. You are so kind. You are so awesome, Lord. Lord, we could never thank you enough. If we had a thousand tongues, they still would not be enough to thank you. But God, we come as we are and we come with what we have, God. And we bless your name tonight. We give you the glory and the praise. We give you honor and the worship. Lord, we exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. Oh, Father, we exalt your name. God, with my brothers and sisters tonight, we exalt you. We exalt you. Thank you for being so kind to us. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for being so merciful. Thank you for being so faithful. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for watching over your word to perform it in our lives. Thank you, Father God, for how you continue to uh, manifest your presence and manifest your glory and manifest your favor in our lives. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lord, we honor you today. We give you the praise. Lord, you alone deserve it. You alone deserve it. Thank you for keeping us all of this year. Thank you. Thank you, God, for bringing us here. Thank you for speaking your word to us week after week, month after month, day after day. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for never leaving us alone, Lord, never leaving us by ourselves. Thank you, Father God, for the full manifestation of your glory in our lives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I thank you very much for all of my brothers and my sisters, everyone that's joining us tonight, everyone who is with us, who has been with us for weeks and months. And thank you for them. Thank you for them and their families and their loved ones. And thank you, God, for what you're doing in their own lives. Lord, we are all a testimony to your goodness. We are all a testimony to your faithfulness. 
Father, we are all a testimony to your love. We are all a testimony to what you have done. You have been so good. You have been so good. Receive the glory, Lord. Receive the praise. Receive the honor. Receive the worship. All to yourself. All to yourself. All to yourself. And bless us again tonight as we close out this series of lessons. Let your presence be mighty amongst us, Father. Do your, do your thing. Precious Holy Spirit, take your place. This is your service. We dedicate it to you as always. <clears throat> Lord, speak through my tongue. Think through my mind. Grant us the illumination in your word, Father, understanding, comprehension. We bless you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much, saints, for being with us tonight. Woo, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being with us all of these past several months. And what a glorious, glorious series of lessons uh, we have had as we've studied uh, together. Guaranteed success and divine guidance. Hallelujah. It's a good way to end this year. And tonight I want us to close out. Um, and, and address the last question on our list of five under the vital signs of success uh, when we do a self-check. Hallelujah. Um, but as always, let's start with our theme scriptures. Second Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5 in the New Living Translation. It says, this is David speaking. He says, is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and success. Is it not my family God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and my success. God's covenant is everything. It's an everlasting covenant and it comes with guarantees. A guarantee of your success. All will be well with you. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate on it day and night. And observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Of course, third John verse 2 in the Living Bible Translation, the word of God says, I wish I pray that all is well with you and that you are healthy in your body as your soul is prospering, as your soul is well, as your soul is healthy. That is the will of God and that is what success is. That is the will of God for every one of his children. That all will be well with us. Hallelujah. As this year draws to a close, what a blessing. I trust that all is well with you. I trust that you have found God's goodness. I trust that you have, you have made it. You have made it through the many challenges and many difficulties. Many problems that... All of us have had to confront from time to time. But you are still here. And I trust that you are here, you are well. 
that you are well. And as we go on into a new season, my prayer for you is that you will know more of God. That you know more of God. <laughs> and as you know more of God, that you know more of what God is and more of what God gives and more of what God does. That your life will be a full expression of the goodness and the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. There are five questions that we have um, listed as questions that need to be asked as we do a self-check. These are vital signs of success in our lives. The answers to these questions, if in the affirmative, if yes, then shows we are on the path of success. Regardless of what we feel right now, what is going on around our lives, our lives may even suggest to us that success is, is... is out of reach, but that's not true. If we're walking the path of the covenant, we're doing everything that the Lord has called us to do, and we continue to faithfully pursue the assignment that God has given to us, and we yield to the Holy Spirit, and all of these questions that we have tried to ask, if they are, they are answer, the answers to these questions is yes, then no matter what we feel, no matter what it looks like, don't worry about it. You are on the way to success. You are on your path to success. And sooner rather than later, success will manifest for you. Amen? Hallelujah. These five questions we have talked about over our last few weeks, am I 100% sure that I'm in the will of God right now? Do I have God's timing right for what I'm seeking to accomplish? Am I 100% certain that I'm willing, that I'm walking in love? That's the second one. Am I 100% certain that I'm walking in love with everyone I know and I bear no unforgiveness towards anyone? So the first question, am I in the will of God right now? Do I have God's timing right? Second question, am I walking in love? Am I fully walking in forgiveness? Towards everyone. Do I have unforgiveness or have I overcome unforgiveness in every area of life, within every one of my relationships? That's our second question. The third question Am I 100% sure this is the one we spent some time discussing last week? It was quite a long service, but there was just so much, so much, and we couldn't even cover all the materials. There's so much to delve into and just. And and I was so conscious not to try to go into new material, but that's such an area of success that is so foreign to a lot of us and that we don't really understand how powerful, how important that area is. And I thank God that the Holy Spirit helped us to really delve into it. I don't believe believe we'll go on so long tonight. I believe we'll close early and it's our last one. So praise God. But this is the third question. Am I 100% sure that I'm flexible, malleable, and agreeable? Am I convinced that I am not rigid and unyielding in my ways? Am I open to growing and exploring new ideas? Am I a team player? Do I celebrate my team above myself? Is the collective success of my team more significant to me than my individual success? Am I content with the place that God has given to me on my team? 
ask our third question, spend a lot of good time studying that last week. Number four, this is the fourth question. Merge a part of this to the last question, the fifth question, and, and we'll study a little bit of it tonight and try to close out early. Hallelujah. Am I 100% committed to living the life of faith with no compromises or excuses? Am I 100% committed to living the life of faith with no compromises or excuses? Number five, am I 100% committed to standing and to keep advancing through the adversities of life? Have I burnt all my bridges behind me? Am I completely sold out to my current undertakings without any double-mindedness or second thoughts? In that part of it, I want us to really actually even combine um, allude to um, in, in some of our teachings tonight. We talked a lot uh, for a whole stretch. For several weeks, we discussed adversity and um, the place of adversity in helping us advance in destiny. So we're not going to be dealing with that. But I like that part of the question that says, have I burnt all my bridges behind me? That's faith. Am I completely sold out to my current undertakings without any double-mindedness or second thoughts? That's faith. The Bible says that um, he who comes to God must believe. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For they that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Of them that diligently seek him. They that come to God. Must believe. That he is. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And without faith. It is impossible to please him. Faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. To walk in faith is to walk in the ways of God. Because God is a God of faith. And oh boy. Oh boy. Are there so many things we can talk about faith. The lifestyle of faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a lifestyle of glory, my friends. Whew. The lifestyle of faith. Faith pleases God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. They that come to him must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder. That's a life of faith. Uh, uh, Double-mindedness, trying to do this and trying to do that, and stand in faith one day and the other day, we're not sure, and you know we believe God today, tomorrow we doubt. That's not faith, and that is not pleasing to God. And we will not succeed that way. To not burn all our bridges. Have I burnt all my bridges behind me? Right? Am I completely sold out to my current undertakings without any double-mindedness or second thoughts? Without completely selling out 
in faith, without burning all our bridges, without honing in on the word of God and completely selling out to the word of God and his prescription for our lives and our situation, we will certainly fail. You know, in James chapter 1, where he says, uh, if anyone lacks wisdom, they should ask of God, but let them ask in faith. It's not only wisdom, it's everything else. Everything else in life, right? James 1, chapter 1, verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, or any of you lack, lack anything, let him, let him ask of God, that gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Without faith, we can't receive anything from the Lord. Hallelujah. Without faith, we cannot succeed. Without faith, we can't arrive where God has prepared, pre-planned for us. Without faith, our dreams, our dreams will remain on the shelves of life. Hallelujah. I really want us to uh, begin tonight. I want us to read this verse and this scripture right here. And I'm going to have us read. Um, I want us to read a, a couple of a passage from the Old Testament, another one from the New Testament. And I'm just going to read out a few of my notes and explain and, and make notes and, and make comments as we go along here tonight. But in 1 John chapter 5 and verses 4 and 5, Ah, I really like this scripture. First John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. And I really want to read this out right immediately out of the gate from the message translation. First John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5 from the message translation. Every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. Only people of faith will conquer the world's ways. Only people of faith will advance in destiny. Only people of faith will have exploits in the kingdom of God and on this earth. Only people of faith will have access to the extraordinary life that faith alone guarantees. Notice it says the conquering power that brings the world to his knees is our faith. Our faith brings the world to his knees. The world cannot stand up to our faith. The world cannot conquer. The world world and its systems cannot subdue or stand up to the working of our faith. It is our faith that brings the world to its knees. So faith is a guarantee for success. Living a lifestyle of faith is key to succeeding. So let me ask you again. Am I a, are you a 100% committed to living the life of faith? 
Have you burnt your bridges behind you? There is no way back. Notice, when you are in faith, there is no way back. When you are fully in faith. People who are not fully in faith always have a way back. They always consider a way back. They always think and flirt with going back. Do we return? Did we make the right turn? Did we, did we, did we, did we live at the right time? Did we make the right decision? Did we go to this, this? People who are not fully sold out in faith, not completely sold out, ask all those questions. Don't get me wrong. There's a time to actually ask those questions and make sure you have the right answers. That's at the beginning. That's at the beginning. Now, you staying where you are. You're just doing the same old things that you've always done and, and being comfortable and hoping that you can just get by every day. That's not faith. That's not faith. To carry dreams in our hearts that at some point, we are not willing to step out and believe God to help us accomplish. That's not faith. Yes, there are times of waiting. And please, if you are in a season of waiting, if that's the season where God has you, please wait. Please wait and wait in faith. Waiting doesn't mean doing nothing. Waiting means standing on the word, confessing the word, believing God and seeking God for his timing and continuing to do the things that we're currently doing in the spirit of faith. If the Lord has us in a place where he wants us to wait, then wait. But ultimately, for the fulfillment of the dreams that God gives to us, we must be willing to take steps of faith, like our father Abraham. Remember, the Bible says our father Abraham, in Romans chapter 4, he took steps of faith. Amen. And as his children, we must be willing to take steps of faith. He says that these promises were made not just to our father Abraham, but, but for, to those who also will take the steps of faith. Those who walk in the steps of faith that our father Abraham walked in. Romans chapter 4, from verse 11, he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of righteousness of faith, which he had not yet been uncircumcised, which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the father of them that believe. Though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk. They, they are not just of the circumcision, but they are people who walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had yet been, which he had been yet uncircumcised. At some point, children of God, children of faith, believers, must be willing to take steps of faith. Must be willing to take steps of faith. We can't go year after year after year after year in the same place, doing the same thing with these great dreams in our heart and hoping that somehow the dreams will just fall from the skies. No, we must be willing as this new year comes upon us. Maybe you are, you are now prepared. Maybe you have, you have now been, you have, you have taken the time 
to clarify the will of God, to find out, to ascertain what the Lord will have you do. Maybe this new season is your new season to take those steps of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. The conquering power that brings the world to his knees is our faith. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who is in faith, the one who believes Jesus Christ is the Son of God. The conquering power that brings the world to his knees is our faith. I want us to go and read Numbers 14. In Numbers chapter 14, and I want us to compare these two groups of people. One group was in faith. The other group was in unbelief. Am I 100% committed to living the lifestyle of faith? Being 100% committed to living the lifestyle of faith, burning your bridges behind you, completely being sold out to your undertakings, the undertakings and the assignments that God has given unto you, and to completely separating yourself from a life of being double-minded, a life of doubting and a life of, uh, you know, trying to, trying to do multiple things based on circumstances and based on what we see and what we hear, will keep us in the dark, will keep us in the valley of failure. But when we clarify and we know the word of God and we know what the Holy Spirit has bond in our heart and we are fully sold out, we're fully sold out to living the life of faith. And we burn all our bridges behind us. Success will come sooner than later, my friends. And it's never too late to start living the life of faith. Somebody may be out there saying, oh, I wish I knew this 10 years ago. Oh, I wish I knew this 20 years ago. It's never too late. You can start today. You can start right now. God can pick you up. God can, God can, he can take you. He can make all things work together for your good. From where you are today, God can, he can rewrite your story. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 14. One group was in faith. The other group was in unbelief. Listen to this. Let's read first from verse 1 to 4. This is the unbelieving group. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. Notice. They wept. They were weeping out of emotion because they have received a bad report. You and I can tell that's not faith. When the circumstances around us, the things we hear, the things we see, the things we observe, are the things that are driving our responses, our reactions, our approach to life, we're not in faith. <laughs> we're not in faith. They wept all night. Why are they weeping all night? With a loud voice. They are supposed to be lifting up their voice. Their loud voices are supposed to be in praise to God. But they are lifting up their voices loud to cry. Because they've been told something. Something negative. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses. See, murmur. Murmur is not faith. And against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of, the, of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? That's not faith. Constantly looking back, wishing for something different, that's not faith. 
because the opposition gets so hard, so tough, the wind is so boisterous, things are not really looking exactly the way you thought they would look when you step out in faith. And then to start murmuring and grumbling and wishing and looking back, wishing you could return, wishing you never left, wishing you never took that step, wishing you never got up, <laughs> wishing you never trusted God, that's not faith. God is not pleased by that. He's not pleased by that. I understand the full reality of the consequences of stepping out in faith. Oh, I totally understand it. Yeah. I totally understand it. It feels safer in that boat. It feels more secure doing what we've always done. When the wind gets boisterous, it's very alarming. Sometimes we feel besieged. And with the enemy, Satan, <laughs> he does, you know, he doesn't whisper. He speaks loud. He speaks bold. With all the noises he makes. And what you see looks like you might be sinking. Looks like you should never have stepped out in faith. I understand that. I totally get it. But faith is faith. And faith pleases God. Let me make this statement to you. You will never ever live and take and adopt a lifestyle of faith and not succeed. It is impossible. You will never ever step out, live and adopt a lifestyle of faith and not succeed. It is not possible. It is not possible. They murmured against Moses, we should have not left. We wish we had died. We wish we had. We wish we could return to Egypt. People who are not in faith always look back with fondness because of the opposition of the moment. Because of the difficulties of the moment. I want you to know though, sooner than later, at some point, you will have to confront those giants. If you are ever going to get from A to B, if you are ever going to get from dreaming to realization and manifestation, at some point, you are going to have to confront the giants. At some point, you are going to have to face the opposition. At some point, you must be willing to say, let's do it. Let's do it. At some point, you must be willing, like the three Hebrew boys, to be exposed to the threat of being devoured in the pit. Like Daniel. At some point, you must be willing to sell out and go for it. At some point, you must be willing to say, let God be God in my life. And if I perish, I perish. And you will not perish. <laughs> you will not perish. At some point, you must be willing to burn the bridges behind you. 
and go all the way. Go all the way. Hallelujah. They were not in faith. Then they said, uh, let's make, in verse, uh, verse 4, uh, they said to one to another, let's make a captain, let's return to Egypt. Now they want to return to Egypt. Look at what they said against the Lord. They didn't just murmur against Moses and Aaron. Then they said against the Lord, Where, Why has the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? There is no faith. Hebrews 11:6. 6, They that come to God must believe that God is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He, he doesn't say they that come to God must believe God is a, is a perisher, is a destroyer of those that diligently seek him. That's what these people are claiming. Why did God bring us out? Because he brought us out here to destroy us, to make us perish. Now, let's read from verse 6. This is the second group, Joshua and Caleb, verse 6 to 10. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, they rent their clothes, and they spoke unto the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to search it is an exceeding good land. Oh, my friends, the land is an exceeding good land. The land is an exceeding good land. Yes, it's true there are giants there. Yes, it's true it's going to be quite a bit to get through this journey, the wilderness, to get there. But the land, make no mistake, the land is an exceeding good land. It's not like Egypt where we're coming from. It's not like this wilderness where we feel stuck. The land is a, an exceeding good land. Oh, I love it. Hallelujah. And look, if, this is verse 8, if the Lord delight in us, that is really the point, that's the key. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. If the Lord delights in us. That's really the key. Well. How will the Lord delight in us? Faith. Faith. How will the Lord delight in us? Faith. Faith pleases God. But without faith it is impossible to please God. If the Lord delights in us. He will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. If the Lord delights in us, he will take us over the Jordan. If the Lord delights in us, he will take us through the Red Sea. If the Lord delights in us, he will give us that land that is flowing with milk and honey. If the Lord delights in us, he will fulfill our dreams. If the Lord delights in us, he will help us get to the other side of this. If the Lord delights in us, he will fulfill every word that he has spoken unto us. If the Lord delight in us, he will take us from where we are confessing to where we are manifesting. If the Lord delight in us. And how does the Lord delight? What makes the Lord delight in us? Faith. He said to them in verse 9, Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Don't rebel against his word. Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. This opposition, these giants, they are bread for us. Hallelujah. And their defenses departed from them, 
And the Lord is with us. <laughs> I love it. The Lord is with us. Ooh, the Lord is with us. The Lord is with us. As we go into a new year, I want you to know it's an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, he will give it to us and our children. And all the promises he has made to us, he will fulfill. Don't look back. Don't say, well, I'm not sure. 2022 was so-so. 2023, I don't know. 2021, oh God. Don't do that. Believe. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. The giants will be bred for us. Hallelujah. Now, when they said all that, the, <laughs> the congregation was upset with them. The congregation was upset with them because they said, let's believe God. The congregation was upset with them because they said, God can do it. God will do it for us. What a congregation. They said, the Lord is with us. The congregation is upset with them for saying that. The Lord will take us there. If he delights in us, he will take us to the... It's an exceeding good land. He has prepared the... They were upset with them. What a congregation. Last week, I know we were talking about teams. That's not the kind of team I want to be around. A team of unbelievers. A team of people that will not be willing to yield to God, to trust God, to believe the word of God. Hallelujah. He said, let's stone them. And the Lord heard them. And the Lord saw what they were doing. And the Lord said to Moses in verse 11, how long will these people provoke me? How long is it before they believe me for all the signs which I've shown among them? When will they be in faith? Can I ask you tonight, saints? When are we going to be in faith? What does God need to do to help us believe him? What more does he need to do? When are we going to start believing? There's so many things he's done already. When, when are we going to start believing? When are we going to get in faith? And the Lord came and, and, and judged between these two groups in verse 20 of Numbers 14. The Lord said, I've I've, he said to Moses, I pardoned according to your word, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all those men that have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their, to their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. But my servant Caleb, oh glory to God, my servant Caleb, because he has another spirit with him, a spirit of faith, and because he has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land wherein he went, and his seed shall possess it. Faith pleases God, my brothers and sisters. Faith pleases God, my friends. God said, Caleb is the only one, and Joshua, obviously. 
They are the only ones who are going to possess that land. Because they have another spirit. They have a spirit of faith. God said, because they followed me fully. They believed me and they followed me. They believed me and they followed me. And God said, because he acted accordingly. A lifestyle of faith is the only guarantee that we will fulfill destiny. A lifestyle of faith. A lifestyle of faith is the only guarantee that you will arrive at your God-assigned destination. A lifestyle of faith is the only guarantee that you and I will arrive at our God-assigned destination. I don't know about you, but I made up my mind a long time ago. Whatever is not God's assigned destination, I do not want to be there. Whatever is not God's assigned destination, I do not want to live there. Listen, sickness is not God's assigned destination for you. Failure is not God's assigned destination for you. Frustration is not God's assigned destination for you. Why would you accept it and live there? Disappointment is not God's assigned destination for you. Why would you accept it and live there? You will never achieve anything of worth on this earth if you are not willing to take steps and strides of faith. Success will only be a pipe dream if you are not willing to live the lifestyle of faith. Success will only be a pipe dream. You will dream it, but you will never feel it. You will never touch it. Some people are afraid of the squeeze that can come from stretching in faith. I guarantee you that squeeze is real. There is a squeeze that comes from living in faith, taking steps of faith. There's a squeeze that comes. There's, 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 it's different. And, and I know that's why a lot of people just, they're too scared But Joshua said, the Lord is with us. How much squeeze can there be in a squeeze if the Lord is with us? Do you know that if the Lord is with you in the lion's den, that lion's den, yes, the reality in the natural, it is a lion's den. But if the Lord is with you in that lion's den, Living in that lion's den can be like living in a palace. It's your spiritual reality. The burning, uh, burning fairy furnace is real. The natural reality is hot. It's life-threatening. But if the fourth man is with you in that furnace, my friends, Your spiritual reality is that you are like in a palace, surrounded by air conditioning, living your best life. And faith guarantees your spiritual reality 
will overwhelm, override, overrule, and overcome your natural reality. Faith guarantees that. I know your natural reality feels hot in the furnace. It's burning. It's life-threatening. I know. But your spiritual reality, because the fourth man is there with you, is that this is your best life. And faith guarantees your spiritual reality will overrule, overwhelm, override, overcome your natural reality. Remember what we read in 1 John 5 verse 4? Faith. Faith. Is, that is what brings the world to its knees. It is faith. Faith will conquer all. Hallelujah. God said Caleb and Joshua, of course, had another spirit. I want us to read uh, real quickly. My time is going. I promise I was going to close early today and I will. Let's go here real quickly. Matthew chapter 14. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Matthew chapter 14. And let's read here from um, verse 22. Straight away, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him onto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up to a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, it was there alone, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straight away Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. That's the, that's the message of faith. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Hmm. And Peter answered and said, I love this. Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Well, that man was in faith. He said, if it's you, tell me to come. Jesus said, come. That's all he needed. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But, but, that's the squeeze. There's a faith that gets you started. But there's the squeeze that comes after you take your steps, your first steps. And that squeeze is real, I know. But when Peter saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. Mm. The wind was boisterous, suddenly. Now, it was not boisterous before he stepped out on it. <laughs> and uh, towards the end of this scripture, I hope we, we get there to the end of it. It was not boisterous after they got back to the ship with Jesus. So obviously, the boisterous nature of the sea was because Peter stepped out in faith. That squeeze you feel is because you stepped out in faith. But your spiritual reality will overwhelm and overcome and override that natural reality, it will shut down that boisterous nature of the sea. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
When he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, stretched forth his hand, and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, why, why did you doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. It stopped. Yes, we know it is real. But your spiritual reality, faith will guarantee that your spiritual reality will become your new reality. Your spiritual reality. That dream will become your new reality. This is how God takes us from one level to another. One level of glory to another. There is no other way to go there. It's the way of faith. And if we're not willing to go the way of faith, we will never experience another level of glory. If we are not willing to walk in the path of faith, we will never experience another season of glory. Living by faith is the only way believers will get through the wilderness. The wilderness of the world and make it like Caleb and Joshua to the promised land. All the fullness of life which God promised. A lifestyle of faith is what will enable you to make progress in life and achieve destiny. A lifestyle of faith is what will make your dreams come true. A lifestyle of faith is what will help you conquer the many giants that will line your path of destiny and who will try to limit and undercut your expectations for a good life. A lifestyle of faith. A lifestyle of faith. Look at the three major things the Lord said about Caleb. He said, Caleb followed me fully. Caleb believed God completely without doubting, denying, or second-guessing his promises and his instructions. God said he followed me fully. Caleb said exactly the same thing God said. If God said we can defeat the giants, then that settles it. No matter how daunting the task appears to be from a natural standpoint, what God said settles the matter. Amen. Just like Joshua. Caleb said, if God delights in us, he will take us, he's with us. These people, they are bred. These giants, they are bred. Their defense is departed. Why, why do you say that? Because God said it. I agree with God. How about you? I agree. Faith is agreeing with God. <laughs> I love that. Hallelujah. Faith is agreeing with God. I agree with God. If God says, no evil shall come near you, I agree with God. No evil will come near me. If God says, all things are possible to them that believe, I agree with God. All things are possible to me because I believe. If God says, with long life I will satisfy you, with long life he will satisfy me, I agree with God. I agree with God. If God says, I'm the one that supplies all your needs, According to my riches and glory, I agree with God. He supplies all my need according to his riches and glory with God by Christ Jesus. If God says he's the multi-breasted one, the El Shaddai, hallelujah, the one who will provide a, a ram caught by its horn in the thicket, then I agree with God. El Shaddai will see to it. I agree with God. Say that I agree with God. Faith is agreeing with God. I love that. I don't know that I've ever heard that actually or said that myself. Faith is agreeing with God. I've got to write that down somewhere. 
Got to write that down boldly somewhere. Faith is agreeing with God. If God says you will live and you will not die, you will live and declare the glory of the Lord in the land of the living, I agree with God. Faith is agreeing with God. It is important that we clarify we know exactly what God said. Because faith always begins where the will of God is known. So clarify. That step, clarify. That's God's step. Remember one of the things we studied earlier? You're 100% sure. Do you know that you know that you know that you're in the will of God and your timing is right? Make sure, clarify that. Are you sure this is God's word? Are you sure this is his instruction? Because faith begins where the will of God is known. But once you know, then settle it in your heart and begin to take steps of faith. Make sure you are close to the word. The word of God is the foundation of faith. The Bible said to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Right? You observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous and you have good success. This book of the law must not depart out of your mouth. You must keep it before your eyes. Always meditate it. See it, see it, see it. Study it, see it, meditate it, meditate it. Speak it, confess it, confess it. Declare it, declare it. And then step out, walk on it, walk on it, walk on it. And manifest it. Don't allow negativity to overwhelm you. The reason many believers have problems with doubt and unbelief is they constantly allow themselves to be overwhelmed by contradictory information from the world in different realms of their lives. The only way to combat and defeat unbelief in any area of life is to determine to overwhelm yourself with information from the word of God in that area while ignoring information from the world. Overwhelm yourself with information from the Word of God. Decide to believe everything that God said. Make a habit of confessing His Word. And then, take steps of faith. Act in accordance to what you believe. Take steps of faith. Don't walk contrary to what you believe. Don't walk contrary to what you believe. If you say you believe something, you say you agree with God and you believe something, don't walk contrary to that. You believe you are a success. Don't prepare for failure. Don't act as though failure may be a reality. Burn that bridge. Failure may be my eventual outcome. Burn that bridge. I'm a success going somewhere to happen. It has to happen. I agree with God. That's what God said. He has an everlasting covenant with me. I agree with God. Failure is not an option for me. Burn the bridge of failure. Burn the bridge of disappointment. Burn the bridge of doubt. Burn, the bridge. Burn all those other bridges and believe. Stick with what God said. I agree with God. I agree with God. Several years ago, it came up in my spirit. Don't think about it. Just Keep walking on the water and you will arrive on the other side. Don't think about it. The more you try to think about it, your mind will take you in a place where you don't want to go. 
Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to understand it. And earlier this year, <laughs> I heard myself saying, if you think, you will sink. If you think, you will sink. Don't think about it. Just keep walking on the water. Keep living the lifestyle of faith, the life of faith. Keep believing the word. Keep agreeing with God. Keep agreeing with God. Keep doing what God said. And you will eventually arrive on the other side. Success will be your reality. Father, we honor you tonight. We thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness and your loving kindness. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you for being so good to us these past several months. Thank you for bringing us here to this brink, to this brink. Thank you for the exceeding good land that you have prepared for us. Lord, we honor you, we bless you. I thank you, God, for all of my brothers and sisters. These words will produce in their lives. These words will become their living reality. They will not falter, they will not fail. Success will not just be a pipe dream for them. Success will be their reality. Success will be what they live in. Success will be what they, what they experience. Because you guaranteed it by your covenant. Help us to continue to put to work what you have taught us by the Holy Spirit. Father, that we may give you glory. That the world may see that our God is alive and well. We trust you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Saints, thank you so much for being here tonight. Our time is up. God is good. Congratulations, you made it. Your next season of glory is just around the corner. All will be well with you. I'm excited for you. For the amazing things the Lord will do in your life. <laughs> Fasten your seat belts. We're going on on a great ride with God. Jehovah God, the master of the universe. Thank you so much for your dedication to the word. I look forward to seeing you soon. <laughs> God bless you. Good night.